Welcome to the On3 Podcast, where we talk about the mission of Grace Church and the moment we're in. Hey, uh, this season we are discussing how we can stand in the difficult intersections of life with young adults. I'm your host, Michael Marshall, and I am here with Kevin Bora. Uh, if you don't know who Kevin Bohr is, uh, he is a, wow, just a great guy is really what one can say. But he uh, he is a core leader. Um, if you don't know Kevin and you don't go to Grace Church, core is just how we do biblical community, and which we'll be talking about today. Um, he is a just a leader at Grace Church. We say that he just came with the building. Uh, he's been here forever, and he's just run so well. Uh, so many different things. He runs our tech team. He makes uh, me sound better when I'm on stage. He makes it, everyone sound better. Is really your job. You just you make everyone feel and sound better. Um, yeah, he is doing a lot. He does a lot. He's an incredible person. Am I missing anything? Uh, I don't know. I have a day job. <laughs> what? You do a day job? I thought you lived at the church. Uh, some weeks. Some weeks. It's been, what's funny is that that's like sometimes accurate. You're just like, yeah, it definitely feels like I live here sometimes. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you for being on uh, for the first time, even though we've had this conversation before. Uh, this is the first time that we'll actually get to uh, post this and um, publish. Yeah, publish this out. Um I'm super excited to talk about this. We are talking today about biblical community, and we feel like you do a great job at this naturally, uh, even though for you it's not natural because you're one of the most introverted people I think I know. Yeah, I was going to say define naturally. (laughs) Naturally. Uh, I think naturally you understand the importance of it. I think, which still needs a definition of naturally, I guess. Is naturally, I don't know. So you wouldn't define yourself as a naturally gifted biblical community person? Uh, no. Uh, honestly, it was something I was kind of pushed into in a good way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not something I sought out. Um, so You're pushed into it. Yeah. I love it. So now you are a core leader, uh, and core is just... One of the functions of Grace Church, we do biblical community with it. Um, what can you define what CORE is? Yeah, so CORE is actually an acronym, um, and, and it encompasses what we do when we get together. Yeah. Uh, so the acronym is uh, the C is confession. Mm. Um, every time we're together, we practice confession with one another mm. uh, because. You know, we're all humans. We yep. we're, we all struggle with something, um, and naturally we try to hide those struggles. Mm. Um, but when we bring those struggles into the light, it takes away a lot of the power of them. Yeah. Um, and in James, it tells us that we're to confess to our brothers mm. uh, our sin, what we're going through. Um, so the next letter O uh, stands for outreach. Um, 
So the way we talk about that here at Grace Church is who are your three? Mm-hmm. Uh, who are yeah. the three people in your life that uh, either don't know who Jesus is or don't have a personal relationship with him? Yeah. You know, they've, they've heard of Jesus. Uh, it's the South. So lots of people have heard of Jesus, at least conversationally. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't mean you have a relationship. Mm. Um, so who are those three people that God has put in your life, on your heart, that you can be sharing mm-hmm. life with and through sharing life, sharing the gospel, the good news. Yeah. Um, then we do reading, the mm-hmm. R's for reading. That's um, good. We'll yeah, read. yeah, you know. What do we read? Uh, you know, a little C.S. Lewis. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so Which is, we, C.S. Lewis is great. Hey, I'm doing that with a couple of the guys. And, yeah. But uh, we read the scripture. Um, so typically, uh, in the groups I lead, we choose a book of the Bible and work our way through that book of the Bible chapter by chapter, um, typically a chapter a week. And then when we get together, we discuss that chapter in more detail. Yeah. Uh, talk about what kind of resonate, resonate, resonates with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, what kind of challenges us? Yeah. Um, because the, the Bible is very challenging. Yeah. yeah. And if it's if you're reading a lot of the Bible and not feeling challenged, then you're not reading the Bible properly. Mm, yeah. Um, I would agree with that. So it, it it's cutting. It it can be painful at times. Yeah. Um, but that pain is growth. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we'll go through different books of the Bible. Uh, I like to jump back and forth between the Old Testament and the New Testament Mm -hmm. um, because it's hard to understand the New Testament without understanding the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. What was the point of Jesus coming if we don't understand the plight of his God's chosen people and the struggles of God's chosen people? Absolutely. And then the E is for encouragement. Yeah. so, you know, we, we believe life is hard. Yeah. Uh, and speaking as a guy, like, guys, we don't encourage each other that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in our society, we can tear each other down more yeah. than building each other up. For sure. Uh, so, you know, we try to say, like, let's build each other up mm-hmm. through encouragement to go out and conquer the weak. Mm-hmm. Um so that that's kind of the framework of yeah. core. We don't do it all in that order. Yeah. Uh, we change the order, but uh, you know, core sounds better than ochre. Uh, I th- I think that's a color. I've watched enough Bob Ross. <laughs> okra um, sounds like a vegetable. Um, where does prayer Where does prayer find on that? I didn't I didn't hear a, a prayer acronym letter. Yeah. So. Uh, prayer is not defined in the acronym of core. Um, but uh, I, th- I think anytime you're having a group of people together to be intimate with each other, uh, yeah. and discussing like prayer naturally flows from that. Yeah. Um, so we typically close the night out with prayer. Cool. Um, after we've encouraged each other and 
found out what what where we need prayer yeah. in our week. Yeah. Where where does that extend? That's great, man. Uh I love I love the format that we that we do that with. Um you've been with it since the beginning, right? You you were approached with this new concept at Grace Church Town Center. You were like someone was like, Hey, you I don't think they even asked you, right? They were just like, Hey, you're gonna be a part of this. Come to the Taco Bell. Yeah, basically. I, it it was not so much an ask as a challenge. Uh, he, yeah. he came to me and said, hey, I'm trying this thing uh, that I feel strongly about. Come for a month. After a month, if, yeah. if you don't like it, uh, I won't question you. Yeah. Like You can just quit coming. Yeah. Uh, and that was four and a half years ago. Yeah. And so from there, you have been a part of how many different I don't want to say iterations because a part of core is multiplication. So they're, they're not iterations, they're multiplication. So how many multiplications have you been a part of? Uh, so that's a confu- That's a uh, interesting question yeah. because we had this little thing called COVID-19 that oh, yeah. kind of threw a wrench into... Uh, it discipleship. Did. Yes, it did. Um, so I've been a part of six different yeah. core communities, uh, multiplied off of that first one. Yeah. Um, but some of them have looked very different because uh-huh. of the, the, the time we just came out of. Yep, absolutely. I mean, 2020 definitely threw uh, a wrench in there to where though we still desire to do biblical community, it looked different because in-person stuff became way more difficult. Uh, and so it went to Zoom. It went to different things like that. It it slowed a lot of growth. Uh, we didn't multiply in nine months like the normal structure does. It was more, hey, let's let's survive this together. Let's stay in this together. And then outside of COVID, um, we grew more. Right. Like we yeah. uh, more people were like, cool, I want to meet in person, uh, but we moved during COVID. So I need a new group near this. What I find so encouraging with core community and like if you were to say, oh, in the last four years, I've been a part of six different biblical communities. With zero other detail, someone might go, that seems unhealthy. Because you're like, why are you moving around so much? Are you just like church hopping? And you're like, no, uh, we believe that uh, the way we see it, um, we want smaller groups of people to be able to expand and grow in discipleship. And so I think one way that we can look at the form we do biblical community in is also a form of discipleship, right? Yeah. Well, and so I I also think that... um, if you're with one group for too long, uh, you, you kind of meld and Mm. your, your opinions kind of mesh together and you're no longer challenging each other. Mm. Um, to the same degree, to the same degree. So, uh, I like to say there, there is no growth in comfort. Mm. So at the point that your group becomes super comfortable and you're all best friends, yeah, 
um, you're not growing in the same way you were at the beginning, getting to know each other and um, challenging each other's points of view and uh, perspectives on the gospel yeah. and life. Yeah. So I guess that that's a, spurs another question for me to where when those multiply and you get uncomfortable again with new people, sometimes you bring some people of the same group along with you. But does that mean that biblical community stops with the people that you are no longer in a core group with? No. So our goal in the multiplication, uh, so we try to, you mentioned smaller groups. Uh, You try to bring uh, in that nine months or that year, uh, you try to raise up new leaders Mm. um, so that when you multiply out, you know, I would continue as a leader in a new group. And then someone who's less experienced, less comfortable would come up beside me as a co-leader. Yeah. Uh, and then two people, you know, the, my former co-leader would step up as a leader yeah. and bring someone up as a co-leader. Yeah. And then br- that allows us to bring in, new people um and and then i think also what you were asking is do i just stop communicating hanging out with the uh, people in my former group no that's definitely not the case um like because we are friends um whether we were friends beforehand or friends from core like we do still hang out get lunch uh you know i've still got uh, text threads with yeah. everyone from former groups. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because me and you were at a court in a court community for a while. I think yeah. that was before COVID actually. Right. So, yeah. uh, we were in a community together, uh, that hasn't stunted our biblical community relationship, yeah. uh, but it's been a little bit more organic than structured, which we can get into later. Um, but I want to be careful because I don't want this to be a commercial for core communities because that's definitely not the only way that biblical community happens. Uh, We haven't found the secret. We are actually the only uh, campus of Grace Church uh, that operates with this this form of structure. Everyone does life groups, and we. If you're in the Christian world, you know a hundred different names for a hundred different forms of. Uh, I grew up with my parents in a J group. Yeah, uh, uh, I grew up in uh, growth groups, growth groups, life groups, uh, core groups, right? Like this, there's, there's a lot of different uh, forms and structures um, that all operate really, really well. And so I kind of, I'm going into this idea of going, all right, cool. We're, we're looking at young adults. We're, in this vision campaign that we're doing in this season that we're going, Hey, how can we stand in difficult intersections of life with young adults? Biblical community is a big part of wanting to reach out to young adults, wanting to engage with them because biblical community really does have a, um, a very unique, uh, way of engaging with them in life. Right. And we see that, we see that in scripture. Um, well, I, I think we're all looking for some way to belong. Yeah. Um, and, and we find that a lot outside of 
the church in sports and um but if we can find a way to belong to a mm. biblical community um it, it can solve a lot of problems yeah um because outside of just looking for a way a place to belong or a way to belong uh we're all looking to fill a hole that mm. only god can fill yeah so when looking at all the different structures and all that kind of stuff cuz there's there's a good bit of di- of uh, differences between the way we do core groups and the fact that they're relatively short term before they multiply. They are only between like, we try to keep them between three and six people. Um, they're relatively small. They're, uh, at the moment, uh, same sex, uh, guy groups, girl groups. We're trying one with, uh, married couples. Um, and so we, they're pretty specific, but there are many other structures that don't have that. Married groups come together at different churches. You have singles come together, all different like styles and sizes and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's a lot of different structure. So I guess that begs the question of going, um, what's the common denominator that makes them successful? Or I guess air quotes successful in what we see scripture layout as biblical community well i I think the main thing is you have to keep god at the center um when when you're not focused around god and jesus and and the scripture yeah um i I don't think it's a biblical community any longer Mm -hmm. uh but it's also not serving that purpose like it's not fulfilling yeah in the same way that um centering around the gospel is fulfilling yeah um i think another one you have to have some level of intimacy yep um so in core we kind of force that through uh confession like it is very hard to come together and listen to a group of guys or ladies i I can't speak for them but uh it's hard to come together and listen to a group of guys pour out their souls, pour Mm. out their sins um, and bear that in front of you and not feel some kind of intimate connection to them. Yeah. Um, So, you know, different groups that looks different, uh, life groups that's different, but I I believe there's still some level of intimacy there. Mm. Yeah. Um. So th- those are the two things that kind of come to mind right off the bat. Yeah. There's a there's a level of like vulnerability that's needed, right? To where if you I think you're I think you're dead on, man. Where there really is when you look at a successful core community, when you look at a successful structured biblical community group, um there is God at the center and then there is uh raw vulnerability. I mean, you re- I mean, like you see that, like, I remember, um, growing up going with my parents to someone's house in our church and the kids going, playing in the basement. But I remember like a level of intimacy that my parents shared with other married couples in our church of going like, Hey, we struggle together. I think we saw this. I know Pastor David just did a sermon on uh, community 
right? Like there's, there's an aspect of just like, wow, we have to be real. Like we have to be real. I mean, there's Paul, the apostle Paul writes consistently over, we call them one another's, right? Like he just talks about yeah, one another, right? Well, I think, I mean, that intimacy doesn't just make a successful biblical community. I mean, that's a successful marriage, mm. a successful friendship. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got best friends that I've got a very good friend who's not a believer, but you know, I can still come to him and say, man, this week sucked. Like, yeah. uh, I can still bear my uh, struggles with him. Yeah. It, it's not the same as uh, confession yeah. and, in biblical community, but it's still a level of intimacy with mm. that friend. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, as guys were kind of taught not to be intimate, but really that's that thing that makes us like, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I was like, when you, uh, when you get a group of guys together specifically, um, and again, I can't, just like you said, I can't speak for the women's groups. Um, I don't know, uh, what it's like to be a woman. I don't, um, and I can't, but there is, there is something powerful in getting a group of guys together, even at, especially in a public place. Cause we try to strive and we're like, Hey, let's try to do this in public place so that people see this. Um, and you get guys crying, right? Like the guys who don't cry. Right. And that's almost frowned upon in our culture. Um, I'm going, man, you get guys going, yeah, this week was really hard. I struggled with some stuff. Um, and these are the things I struggled with. I need you guys to help me with this. Like that's, it's biblical. Like it really is biblical where God moves. It's really good. Well, on on the other side to get to celebrate victories with one another, Mm -hmm. like guys, you know, that, that sin I've been struggling with, uh, it wasn't a factor this week. Yeah. Um, and to get to celebrate with those other guys, yeah. that victory. Yeah. And, um, there, yes, there is a level that we can only speak on the guy side. Um, but when looking at how scripture lines out biblical community, that vulnerability is, is definitely a common denominator across the board. Um, it, regardless of what kind of group you have, what kind of people you have in your group, regardless, it is always like, what level of intimacy are you at? I mean, like they will range, right? Because that you'll have, like I've, I'm, I'm a very open person. So I'll, if, if the setting is right, then I will tell a stranger what I'm struggling with. I, I don't have a problem with that really at all. My wife is very different. My wife is like, I have to know you very well for me to tell you. So there's different ranges of intimacy um, of how new, but striving towards intimacy and vulnerability, I think is a really big common denominator. Well, yeah. And so having conversations with uh, some of the ladies in the church that are leading yeah. or had been leading yeah. core communities, um, when they're saying that, the, the group's just not meshing. It's it, it's coming back down to, well, are, are y'all being open? Like, are mm. y'all communicating? Yeah. So, um, so you've had conversations with 
yeah, other I, correlators I, about I, that. Yeah. So uh, for a while we were doing uh, meetings with the core between the core leaders about every six weeks just to yeah. check in and see how are things going. Yeah. Like, um, because again, this was very new. Like, yeah. This started out as a experiment, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, with a group, one group of guys, and then um, a group of ladies yep. I started a few yep. months later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, just that experimental, like, here's what's working, here's what's not working. Yep. Like, how can we help each other? Mm. That's so good. Um, I think that leads straight into. Uh, looking also at the obstacles that you've seen, um, obstacles we've seen the church go through with biblical community and how those can be conquered. So what kind of like obstacles have you seen over the last five, six years that you've been a part of this um, that you've hit hard and seen come out of? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, some obstacles are just uh consistency Mm. um uh just trying to make sure people are actually showing up consistently yeah um so those can be challenging but they're also one that is almost easier to solve because Mm. it's just like shooting a text reminder or giving a phone call and say Hey man, haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, where you been? Mm-hmm. Um, everything good? Like, yeah. like not just not trying to condemn them no. to say, what are you doing? It's a, is life good? Like, yeah. What? What? Are you good? What's mm-hmm. going on? Uh, I want to help carry that with you. Yeah. Um. Some of it's a little more challenging. Like, uh, just again. Opening up, uh, it, it's not natural for everyone. No, it's not. Uh, it's not natural for me. Um, like it was a challenge the first couple of weeks to open up, and I knew everyone. I had known everyone in the uh, first core community for uh, two years at that point. Yeah. Um, so it's not like they were strangers, but we just weren't on that level. Yeah. Um. Whereas others opened up right away and uh, seemed to come more naturally, like yeah. like yourself. Um, so that that one, you, you can overcome that uh, from a leadership standpoint by modeling it. Mm. Um, you, you just kind of have to say, guys, this is what we're going to do. I'll go first. Yeah. Um, this is where I've been struggling. Yeah. This is fill in the blank. Um, but you just have to model that behavior. Um, and I think once other people see that, they're a little more open to jump in. Yeah, that's um, true. But no one wants to be the first person to say X. Like, Yeah. Um, it's very true. It's difficult. No, it's good, man. That's honestly... Yeah, and one thing comes to mind with, I mean, like you said, leading, right? I think that's a huge part of it, of like how you overcome obstacles uh, in a core community 
in biblical community, a structured one, right? And we'll get into the difference between structured and unstructured. Um, but in a structured group to where there's a leader, it really kind of depends on that leader, right? Like that leader will guide that, uh, that obstacle, that struggle. Um, and that almost defines a leader, right? You'll, I mean, we've seen in different biblical communities and things like that to where, um, someone will stand up and be like, Hey, this is an obstacle. Let's try to get past this. It's like, Oh, cool. That's a leader. Let's guide that. Let's help that. Um, it is a big sign of a leader to go, Hey, how do you deal with obstacles? How do you deal with struggles? Uh, things you're trying to get past. And I'm encouraged because there have been times where consistency, I think is a huge one to where I've been inconsistent in times. And I've had people call out like, Hey, are you okay? Like, are you good? I haven't seen you in a while. Um, and what I love is that that doesn't go, Hey, you're inconsistent. So let's like, we're going to keep on going. You figure it out. It's more like, Hey, does this time and day not work for you? Cause we can do other ones or there's another group that meets on this like day. How can we keep you in biblical community and make it, uh, well not make it easy, but more, how can we remove some of the uh, struggles and hurdles that you're doing to get you engaged? Well, and I think that's a big part of the reason we try to keep the uh, groups pretty small. Yeah. Uh, because when you're small, you, you can become more agile and adapt a yeah. little bit easier than... That's good. Um, versus you know, something super formal like a Sunday morning service. Yeah. Um, it, we've seen, it, it's pretty hard to like move that. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Um, because if you're talking about six guys meeting at Culver's down the street, it's, Hey guys, uh, this week's not going to work. Culver's is closed. Like yeah. let's get together Thursday or Tuesday or, um, uh, but when you're talking about, hundred people plus yep um that communication is, is a lot more difficult oh yeah 100 percent. like we just had to move a service time because of a situation that was happening specific to that sunday and we're going we have to over communicate to everybody and like have to not even that we we couldn't ask opinions we were just going this is where we're meeting this is what we're doing uh, please show up like kind of thing. Yeah. Almost to the point of annoying people. Like, yeah. You oh, know, seriously. Six this text messages over communicate. Yeah. I'm sure our volunteer teams loved that of how many times we went, Hey, it's at five o'clock. <laughs> like it's not at 11. Um, it, it, that kind of leads into, uh, this, this idea of structure, right? So, Biblical community, very clear in, in Scripture that we should be in it. And Paul's like, hey, you should be with one another, loving one another, bearing things with one another. And so there's a structure to it. Um, and so I guess when is it, when is biblical community biblical community and when is it just hanging out? I guess is really kind of, a, I think, a question that we need to ask. Yeah, uh, so... It's a great question, and uh, I, I think it comes down to what is the focus. Mm. Um, like, where 
our, our hearts, where are our minds mm. during that? Um, we've had, uh, you know, core communities where we started out strong core and then, uh, you know, a couple of us are ADHD and just get distracted. And by the end of the night, we yep. we're like, okay, let's let's rein it back in. Like, yeah. we're we're not focused on where we need to focus. Yep. Um. Like, there's there will be time after this yeah. that we can go off on the tangent and. Uh, Which Star Wars movie is the best? Yeah. Is, yeah. Um, w- whatever tangent we happen to go off yeah. on um but for now let's focus on why we're here yeah. um mm. so I, I think the focus in heart and mind mm. plays a big role in yeah whether you're actually in biblical community or just hanging out yeah it's true uh it reminds me of a of a bible study i was a part of like with my brother-in-law who was before my brother-in-law uh and it really it was funny because we would get there maybe four hours early to his house and play Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo 64. Uh, that's hanging out, right? We wouldn't, like, do that all night and be like, oh, yeah, we lived in a biblical community. It's like, no, we we just got mad at each other because of my, like, friend just, like, kayukened me off of the... Uh, the ship or the map or whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah. Super smash and, uh, Mario party. Great ways to, uh, end <laughs> biblical. community. Yes. And uh, start or end biblical community. But, uh, you know, it's, but that biblical community part is the focus, right? Because you've, um, what I love that you've done recently is that you've started, uh, going out to people in the church, going out to people in different core communities. And you're like, Hey, let's just go hang out. Let's just go do stuff, um, which I love, and it, it kind of makes this question interesting. And I'm not sure if there's an answer to it, but I was like, does one fuel the other, right? Like, does does biblical community fuel hanging out with people in the church, or does people in the church fuel biblical community? Not sure. Uh, I think it can go both ways. Um, so it's fair. Yeah, it, it, I don't think there's one consistent answer because some of the people that go on these trips uh, wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the biblical community like yeah, aspect. It's like, true. yeah. Uh, I don't know you from Jim down the street. Like, yeah, we've never met, um, but you, you're interested in going, so let's go hang out. Yep. Uh, and fellowship. Mm. Um, but it's still the focus of those trips are hang out, get to know each other, and then can still make the invite into biblical community. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I put those invites out through the biblical communities and core communities. Yeah. And so that they fuel each other equally, probably. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we're talking to, I, I think when we're geared towards young adults, right? Uh, we have a massive college campus right by our church and we're going, Hey, how can we, um, disciple this group, uh, in this almost different nation and culture of young adults. And I know that technically me and you are still young adults, uh, but going and looking at younger generations and just going, 
hey, I want to I want to hang out with you, but at the same time, I want to be in biblical community with you. Like there is there's a different level of discipleship that goes into that. Well, and I think uh, a lot of times that, that you know, I I believe that people are won over to Jesus through relationship. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that handing out a tract on the side of the road doesn't work. Yeah, but I I would believe that more people have come to know Jesus as a person, uh, as a savior. Mm through having a relationship with someone being invited in and seeing that relationship with Jesus modeled yeah. than just standing on a street corner, preaching at someone, giving them five minutes and never seeing them again. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I'm not saying that doesn't work, but mm-hmm. I, I believe that the more powerful is the actual relationship. Yeah. A, a consistent relationship. Mm. Um, so that's also where these events we were just talking about come in, the, the hiking trips, the kayaking trips, um, because it's a low-pressure way mm. to invite someone in. Um, like, yeah, we're going to pray before we drive out because, you know, it's Atlanta, driving's dangerous around here. Yep. Um, just for safety, but... Uh, it's also, you know, keeping that relationship between us mm-hmm. and God. Yeah. Um, but it's all, uh, we want to just invite people in to do something low pressure, just have a good yeah. time. Yeah. I think that also, uh, invites, um, a wide range of generations and backgrounds, right? Like there is, it's what you're saying is it's low hanging fruit, right? Like yeah. if, if we have young adults start coming, uh, which we do, right. And we, we're like, Hey, we want to, uh, come after you because we recognize that come after that sounds scary. We're going to get you. Uh, <laughs> no, but like we want to, uh, recognize that young adults, uh, as we have seen, um, are lacking community just in general. So we're, if we're going on a church. We're like, Hey, uh, Kevin's taking a group of people and we're going to go hiking. We're going to go kayaking. Uh, we're going to go, uh, rock climbing and rappelling. Um, we're going to go, you know, uh, skydiving, you know, your normal Saturday trips. Um, Hey, we're adrenaline junkies. We're going to go, you know, uh, parasailing. Um, I would love to go parasailing. No, but to the person that we're going, Hey, we recognize that, um, you don't have community. Uh, we would love for you to be a part of biblical community, uh, but we also want to represent community biblically, which I think is a is a different kind of thing where we're like, hey, why don't you just come with us and come hang out with us? It's a low-hanging fruit. We're going, hey, let's just hang out. And then that relationship starts building, right? And you're just going like, hey, can we like actually talk through some of this stuff of going, hey, can we like share life together? Can we, can we be in biblical community? Um, I think is, is such a, an important thing for sure. Well, and you, you mentioned, you know, the the different age groups on these trips that I've done. I've had everyone from like 19 year olds up to 75 year olds, uh, come together just to hang out. And the conversations that 
spark from that, uh, mm. whether biblical or not strictly biblical, yeah. um, are, are wide ranging yeah. and amazing. Like, mm. uh, I've seen people that wouldn't claim to be Christians, um, you know, after the group, I got to hang out with Greg again. Yeah. Like, um, just, it was a great time. He's a great guy that mm. I want to get to know better. Yeah. Um, and invites for further intimacy. Yeah. It's fantastic. This is kind of shocking. I know that we uh, wrap it up on time. Um, but when talking about biblical community and even discipleship communities, because I think those are roughly the same thing. Like we want to disciple together. We want to live together biblical community. Um, especially uh, when we go into, as a church, we want to help discipleship young adults. Um, this is just an interesting study uh, that I got from Barna. Uh, we talked a little bit about, right, is is recognizing, and this is crazy, that it is a study in 2022 um, saying that only 28% of Christians, I know this is Christians and not just like people on the fringe, but people who call themselves Christians, that 28% of them say that they are engaged in a discipleship community. There is a, another 28, 29% of Christians that say that they're just being discipled, that they're going like, I'm, I'm pouring zero back into this. I'm just being poured into. Uh, then there's a 5% uh, group of Christians that say, I'm discipling somebody else, but they're not pouring anything else. So it's really interesting to me, and we maybe touch on this a little bit, that only 28% of people say that they're basically in a biblical community group going, everyone's pouring into one another. Only 28%. That blows my mind. Yeah, and I, I mean, part of me wants to say that number even seems high. Yeah. Um, just from my own observation. Mm. Um, and I mean... I spent, I've spent my whole life in the church. Yeah. I've been here. I, I was born into this church. Uh, like, but it wasn't until six, five, six years ago that I really found biblical mm, community. Yeah. Uh, I, and I mean, I've been in, you know, Awanas and student ministry. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't that level of intimacy that mm. really builds into biblical community. Yeah. Um, That's true. I mean, like, especially as a young adult, I mean, m me growing up in church as well, and I, I'm, we're in prayer that this is changing, right? But when I graduated high school, the low-hanging fruit for me to actually be into a biblical community was almost non-existent. And did, did you experience something similar? It's like when you graduated high school, you were like, where do I find community now? Yeah, um, and then, you know, me and a friend tried to build that, and it mm. quickly diverged into not a biblical community and mm. just a hangout Oh, um, to where we were, you know, we were right consistent. We were yeah. getting together every yeah. Friday night. Yeah. Um, but the time we spent in Scripture from the first night of being like an hour uh, mm. solid of yeah. discussion I mean, within six months turned into, uh, Hey, we watched a five minute video and then we played 
Nintendo or uh, poker yeah, or yep. something. Um, Play poker. We're uh, the opposite direction. I mean, <laughs> let's. We, we did. It's uh, great. No, I love it. Uh, or, you know, one of our favorite games at the time was The Resistance, yep. um, mm-hmm. which is great all game. about lying and uh, <laughs> just deceit. Just um, straight up deceit. Uh, hey, we've been really honest with each other in the Bible. Uh, let's play this game that encourages us to lie. I'm not but, saying that's a bad thing. I'm just like, oh, it's a bad thing to lie. But I'm going like, it's not bad to play games that push your... But that was... The, the group quickly turned into that. Mm, yeah. To where that became the focus and not God. Yeah. Um, versus core communities. Like I said, we've been doing it for four or five years. Yeah. Um, and it the focus has remained mm. God. That's so good. I think that's really the key to where like where where we can grow discipleship communities, biblical communities, where we can grow um, people inviting people in is really like, hey, how can we more and more make God the focus in any relationship, right? Um, and that can happen organically. It doesn't have to be in a super structured environment, but we're going, how can we be in biblical community with one another? Well, it's introducing God as the center more and more and more. Um, I think that's phenomenal, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for talking uh, and giving us all your wisdom of biblical community uh, because it is a lot. It is, and it's, I think God is doing a lot in our church, uh, a lot in the church, Capital C Church, um, to where I would say a few years ago that 28% was definitely lower. And so it is encouraging that we're going like, all right, there, I mean, I'm a glass half full guy. So I'm going, cool, 28%. Let's keep on getting that higher every year. Like, how can we continue to invite people in, uh, not trick them, but invite people in and going, hey, can we just do life together? I think that's good. Um, Any last remarks, comments, thoughts? Um, I mean, just get involved in biblical community. Do it. It really does make a difference in your life. It does. Um, it's one of the highlights of my week. Mm. Um, uh, not to say that there won't be weeks that you dread going and, yeah. uh, but it, there's never been a week that I forced myself to show up and regretted that decision. Mm. I, I always come out feeling more fueled than yeah. when I showed up. That's good. That's a good one. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Hey, thank you so much for listening. For more information about how we're doing this as a campus, you can check us out online at towncenter.gracechurches.org slash EO3. Our prayer is that whatever moment you're in, you know that God can use you. We'll see you next time.